Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is trucker tools with my friend, Carrie Jablonski. How's it going, Carrie? I'm doing well, Joe. How about you? Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you so much. So, Carrie, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Sure thing. So, as you mentioned, my name is Carrie Jablonski, and I am the CEO of Trucker Tools. We are a carrier relationship management platform serving both brokers, freight brokers, and carriers that helps brokers connect with a massive network of carriers to expand their capacity, cultivate a digital relationship with those carriers, and nurture those relationships to turn what our founder calls one load wonders into strong, enduring carrier relationships. Very nice. Very nice. So break that down a little bit for me. So let's just say I am a trucking company. Why do I need trucker tools? What problems do you solve for me? Sure thing. So on the broker side, we solve a couple of core problems. One is that operations are very, very manual. There's a lot of tribal tribal knowledge in brokers' heads about which carriers are the right fits for which loads. So we've built our smart capacity platform, which we call a, a digital freight matching platform that helps brokers unlock a massive carrier network of, of all carriers who are using our free platform and app to actually find and book loads with those carriers and digitize that relationship. So instead of getting on the phone, calling a carrier, going back and forth, trading emails, all of that happens within our platform, within our app and our portal completely digitally. The other really major problem we solve is visibility into current shipments. Shippers have you know, increasingly more and more stringent requirements for visibility into where their freight is. And we have both the mobile mobile app and ELD load tracking platform that allows carriers to really choose how they want to track that freight and share it back with a broker. Yeah. Yeah. The bar has just risen. So like, I feel like if you're working in this business, I think part, part of it, I say this all the time, consumer technology has changed. So when you go home and you order a pizza on Domino's or you shipped or DoorDash or whatever you're using, Lyft, and yep. you go, this is possible. It's You can't go back. You, so after we've used those tools, you can't go back to, oh, no, that's not possible. They're like, excuse me, I use this app on my phone. How is it available for Lyft but not available for my $200,000 worth of freight moving down the highway? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but also, it's the competition. So. I want to get more back into some of the problems you solve in just a moment. But first, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights before you join the mighty Trucker Tools. Definitely. So I grew up right outside of Boston in the Northeast and went to college down in D.C. at Georgetown. Very nice. Yeah, which was a blast. Hoya Saxa to anyone listening. What does that mean? I'm sorry, I didn't even hear uh, that. It's, uh, it's kind of like the Georgetown... Uh, some some smart kid thing to thing say. We, it's definitely not smart. <laughs> it's kind of nonsensical, but yeah, it's kind of the Georgetown slogan, I guess. What is it? Hoya Saxa. Okay, what does it mean? So this is a real left turn here, but it actually means what rocks in Latin. So it's the cheer that back in the 1800s when the football team was playing 
football on the front lawn of the university. I guess it is kind of nerdy. They played in front of these stone walls that surround campus. And for whatever reason, I could, the students started <laughs> cheering in Latin. And it was some sort of pun about the the stone walls that the the team was playing in front of. I love college football. I just don't see a lot of us screaming in Latin on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Georgetown's definitely more of a basketball school nowadays. So Exactly. What a wonderful school. So yeah. what you, would you study there? I studied economics and government. Which is why you got into logistics. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like every time I've, I've listened to someone's story on this podcast, they always say they kind of found themselves in logistics by surprise or by accident. It, it's funny. I never thought I would stay in logistics. I when In 08, 09, there was a company I went to and I thought, this will just be a place I'll be for 18 months, two years until automotive recovers. And then I fell in love with this business. And I think there's a lot of other businesses out there, but I think what's appealing to me, and I will say this, uh, I think probably to you too, is how wide open it is. And, and this is a business that is not complete mature completely mature, like automotive is a mature space. And so there isn't any upstarts. There isn't any big disruptions. It's just more of the same. Yeah. Anyway, so what was your first gig out of school? Yeah. So out of school, I was a consultant with Deloitte in of the course. federal practice in DC. I, I wanted to stay in DC and I was interested in business. I had worked at a student-run business called The Corp at Georgetown and a lot of the folks who I looked up to who were a couple of years ahead of me had gone into similar kind of generalist business careers to start to understand that entire world. So I decided to take that approach. So worked in consulting for a couple of years right out of college and pretty quickly realized that while it was a great gig, I wanted to get into the meats and potatoes of a business and, and really be an operator rather than an advisor like anyone is yeah. in a consulting function. So where was next? So next was Uber. I was really interested in ride sharing specifically. When I was looking to leave Deloitte, I was only looking at ride sharing companies, oddly enough. Um, at the time, Lyft, Uber, and, and another company called Via that's transitioned their model were operating in DC. Yeah, they've been they've been on podcasts here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, super interesting what they're doing with transportation as a service. Oh, wait a sec. I don't think I interviewed them. I think they were supposed to be on my podcast. I've, anyway, go ahead. I'm well, they should come back on and yeah. do you right. So anyway, I was really excited by the growth that Uber was experiencing. I'd always been interested in kind of city, urban planning, maps. My mom, uh, actually as a child, served on my town school board and kind of central planning committee. So had always had a bunch of conversations with her about how you know mobility is so central to um, building a strong community. So was really interested um, and excited about what Uber was doing at the time. And wanted to be part of like just understanding how do you build a business. So joined the company in 2016 in the Washington, D.C. office as an operations manager and had a great time for about a year and a half building out operations across the Southeast U.S. So doing everything from managing our relationship and presence at airports to figuring out how do we build really compelling and sticky driver incentive programs. So where'd you go from there? So from there, um, kind of harkening back to my time at Georgetown, I wanted to move abroad. I wanted that experience in my early 20s. And oh, cool. I was fortunate enough to be working at Uber that was expanding internationally very quickly at the time and had a program that allowed 
folks to apply to get placed in another country's main office and help with whatever sort of project they needed, bring some expertise perhaps from the area that they were working on back in their home country. So I applied to that program, was initially placed in Southeast Asia, which happened very quickly. I was actually there at the time that Uber Southeast Asia was acquired by Grab, which is a a massive uh, ride-sharing company headquartered out of Singapore. So I went to Indonesia very briefly. And then since that didn't pan out the way I was hoping it would, I was able to land myself another temporary gig in Mexico City, where I was working on the ride-sharing competitive strategy team as DD, which a massive Chinese company, was entering the Latin American market. So got to move to Mexico City for the summer of 2018 and absolutely loved it so much that I decided I wanted to stay full-time and ended up staying in Latin America, switching to work on the Uber Eats competitive strategy team and strategy and planning team for the entire region for the next year and a half. Wow. So was that the last last stop before you came to Trucker Tools? Yes, it was. Exactly. So I got my MBA back in the U.S. at Northwestern. How'd you do that? Were you doing it remote? No. So I actually moved up to Evanston. Oh, my goodness. You are a world traveler. So <laughs> you moved up to Evanston, went to, to Northwestern, another great school. Yeah. So when and why did you join Trucker Tools? I mean, you've obviously been when you're at Deloitte, you're at Uber. These are uh, these are premier companies. Everybody knows those companies. What what made you switch into the logistics space? What impressed you about Trucker Tools? Yeah. So from an industry perspective, first of all, working at Uber, obviously I wasn't on the freight team, but Uber made massive investments in freight. I'm not sure if you you right. anyone from there, but clearly, yeah, a huge player. So I began to look into freight tech and what was going on in that space, and it just became apparent that it was such a massive area of opportunity. A ton of former Uber colleagues of mine have moved into the space. So I was really excited about logistics as an industry because I'm sure as we'll talk about, there's just tons and tons of problems to be solved with technology. So I was really excited about that. And then second, I I wanted to work for an earlier stage company than certainly a Deloitte or even an Uber. I saw Uber go through kind of a period of, of very, very quick growth. I was there when the company went public and That was really exciting to me, but it made me want to kind of go back in time and help build something rather than work at a more mature company. And I think that's also part of why I was in the U.S. and I I wanted to leave and and move abroad so I could be kind of earlier in that story when Uber was setting up shop in new markets. It wasn't a tech company, but I worked at an engineering company early in my career and I was like the 15th employee. And I loved the culture of it. I loved the, the the founders. They were just, it was a perfect fit for me. We were doing uh, automotive work for uh, Ford, mostly Ford. And I remember automotive engineering. And as I grew, I I liked it for a long time. And then when we got to like 250 employees, and I've been there almost five years, and this was kind of pre-venture capital being a big thing where you just like, you know, scale like a, you know, two to a thousand people right away. Things had changed, and I, I I had a job offer, and I left. And I remember everyone I worked with said, "I thought you were going to run this place someday. You love this place." And I was like, "And I did." But I remember, like, I started they I started being the troubleshooter. Like, "Hey, you need to go out to this assembly plant. There's this bad design out there." Blah blah blah. And you, I was like, "What?" That happens once. You're like, this is a problem, but it was happening all the time. And I was like, you shouldn't have like a troubleshooter on staff. And I was like, and it was 
kind of depressing that so like to grow that big there's all this success and everybody's happy with it but at the same time there's like something's missing from the early days you know that you know the plucky plucky moments where we just figured it all out changed to we're hiring 20 people a a week and none of them care (laughs) seemingly yeah. And don't get me wrong. I want, I, I want to, and I plan to be at Trucker Tools when we are a, you know, massive thousand person company, but I really want to. Well, that's because be... you're the boss now. <laughs> that's, that's true too. But regardless, when I was thinking about where do I go after Uber, I was hoping to join a company that was still in kind of the, the earlier growth right. phase and would have an opportunity to help build on the great culture that they had and, and see what I could do to help scale a company. Excellent. Excellent. So let's switch and, gear. Go ahead. I was going to say that actually the third reason and final reason I came to Trucker Tools is I met the now financial sponsor of Trucker Tools, Alpine Software Group, when I was looking for my next gig and really believed in what they were doing. They're a private equity group that invests in vertical SaaS businesses and their entire mentality is people first private equity. So I was really excited about the the approach to culture and the belief in people and talent that they have. And when I when I heard they were considering purchasing Trucker Tools, got really excited about kind of the confluence of everything I was looking for, freight tech, growth stage business, financial sponsor, who I really jive with and thought it would be a fantastic next step for me. Excellent. Excellent. So let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you guys, I know you addressed them, but let's talk first about the problems and then some of the solutions that you guys bring to the party. So now do you guys work with large trucking companies, small, small, medium, or all? We work with everyone. Some of the biggest brokers out there, top five brokers down to new brokerages that are just starting up and brokering 50, 100 loads a month. So as far as like the carriers, what kind of problems do they have that Trucker Tools gets involved with? Sure. So on the carrier side, and, and we work with kind of the, the gamut of carriers as well, but we really focus on owner operators and small fleets. 80% of our users on the carrier side have fewer than five trucks. So that's where we specialize is this long tail of carriers. They do seem to have their unique challenges. And I will say this though, also, it seems like a lot of carriers are growing with owner operators, right? Definitely. I think, you know, more and more people want to be their own boss. So it yeah. makes sense. Unless you're in California, then you can't be your own boss because it's against the law. <laughs> so you work with, let's just, let's talk about owner operators. What are some of the challenges they have? So they bought, let's just say I bought a few trucks. I'm maybe even driving one of them still. And I have a few other trucks that I've got other drivers driving. What are my biggest problems that you guys get involved with? Sure. So one major problem we have, you know, is where is my single toolkit for life on the road? You know, there's all these resources out there. How do I have a simple, straightforward digital tool that helps me? Well, there's there's 60 apps. That's why I just yeah, downloaded exactly. those six, 60 exactly. apps. Where where can I eat? Where can I get gas? Then I got another app for where can I sleep? <laughs> exactly. So what we've done is build our, our app, which we call a lifestyle app for drivers life on the road that rolls up major features and tools like that might be living in those 60 separate apps to help keep your wheels turning. So that starts with very basic things like truck specific routing and fuel optimizers. You know, when I'm driving a load, hauling a load, how do I, you know, know the most efficient, most cost effective way to get from 
pick up to drop off, parking finder, we can actually pay for parking an app, rest area identifiers, way scale locators, truck stop guides, everything you need to figure out where am I, where am I going, how do I get there in the most effective way. We've also then got our load tracking features that work super tightly integrated with on the our broker side, which I can go into in a little Is bit. Is that the but if I download that lifestyle life on the road app you called it. Yep. Uh, is, is that the same is that the same app as uh, the tr- the tracking? It's all in one. We've got tools for life on the road, tracking, and our load marketplace all in one app that is available for download right now and has been downloaded almost 2 million times by carriers large and small across the US. So so one of their problems, getting back to their problems first, is just life on the road is not easy. And you know, it's interesting. Not so long ago, I talked to the people of women in trucking. And I think one of the challenges is getting women on the road is not only getting them home more often, but also when they're on the road, can I be doing it safely? I don't want to go stay in, by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to stay. I don't think guys want to live in sketchy areas for the night either, but women in in particular don't like it. So you can find me a place to park at night. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Rest areas that have crowdsourced reviews on them. So you can understand. Oh, I like that. that. Yep. Parking locators and parking payment. Again, that routing optimizer so that you're able to find the most efficient truck specific way to get to your destination. I've also read that that truck stop food is like 25% higher in price than say Walmart. And I'm guessing a lot less healthy. I know we're looking more and more, the drivers are saying, how do I stay healthy and alive on the damn road? Because every time I go in a truck stop, I end up eating something I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, to that point, we actually do have uh, one of our 17 features and tools in our app is a Walmart locator. So if you are looking to go somewhere with some fresh produce or some, some food that might be available at a Walmart, you're able to find that in our app too. Very nice. So, so, so one of the problems they have is this living on the road is not easy and you're trying to make that easier. So what's another problem they have? Track and trace. So I'm sure every, everyone who's familiar with trucker life knows that you're inundated with calls all the time from your broker or from your shipper asking, hey, where are you? That is tedious. It's not safe, you know, picking up, getting distracted by those phone calls. And it's just inconvenient. Even if they have a headset, like I I, I wear around normally, that's still my executive coach would say, you can't multitask. We are not built for it. And I don't want, I think all of us as drivers don't want truck drivers distracted. I don't want them on the phone saying, oh, let me figure out where I'm exactly at. You know, I'm, my mile marker, 194, 193, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> exactly. So we have built our load tracking and trace visibility platform to make it super seamless for the driver. So they just hit start tracking when they're ready to go at the beginning of a load and then do not have to do anything the, the driver can uh, choose to either track through our mobile app or through ELDs and telematics, which is obviously becoming much more popular, both on the carrier side and the broker side. But we want to give that choice to the carrier so they can choose which way they're tracking. And we track the load, not the vehicle, which is a really important distinction, too, because that's something that we've heard, again, from a number of drivers, something that they're concerned about. And we're sending updates. Wait, explain, explain the difference there. Yeah. So instead of um, 
you know, as a, as a driver, you're working with a number of brokers, vehicle tracking would give that broker access to kind of track where you are both before the load and after the load. And more generally load tracking just starts and ends with pickup and drop off. So it's all of our drivers can rest assured that that's all we're doing. We're transmitting that information with pings up to every five minutes back to the broker so that the broker understands where the load is, doesn't have to ask any questions of the driver and can see it all in real time on their platform and then share it with the shipper. So you're not tracking them when they're on, not on the job. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's I know we've, talked about this and I'm sure this is something you're you're involved in too. We all have app fatigue and I heard the I heard from drivers in the past like everybody thinks I should just download their app. And the problem with it is they're all kind of single use apps or yeah, I I this obscure guy I worked with one time says download my app and then you're kind of hesitant to turn yeah. it back off or delete it. I know every time my phone says you have unused apps, please take it off. And I'm like, I might use Delta soon. I might be flying. I don't want to delete it, right? There's right. all sorts of those weird, but I don't want to have a whole bunch of apps. And then if I do have apps, I don't want to be tracked. Yeah. Well, even la last night, my phone sent me that notification, like you've reached your storage limit. And I think that's another problem too. Our phones only have so much memory. And if you're an owner operator or a small carrier working with several different brokers that all have their own app, you just don't have the space for that on your phone. So a solution like Trucker Tools that can be used across brokerages allows you to have a really consistent carrier experience with all of those brokers and you know save that precious resource of memory on your app and allow you to understand how to use it, make it happen really quickly the same way each time. It just becomes kind of a routine part of hauling a load as opposed to understanding the right. nuance to every broker app. Right, right. So I know if I was an owner operator, and again, I'm pretending I'm an owner operator here for a minute. I want business. I want, I, I want, I want backhaul. So if I just drove, let's just say I drove over to Chicago to drop something up for uh, in your neck of the woods. Yeah. How do I get home? I mean, I want that biz. Can you guys help me there? Definitely. So this is kind of the next part of the customer journey on trucker tools. If you think about, we started with these tools for life on the road. So you're routing yourself, you're finding fuel so you can actually gas up your truck. You then go pick up a load, you track it using our mobile app or ELD tracking. You then can upload the POD directly through our app and it goes straight to the broker. It's completely integrated with their TMS. Then, you know, you're in the city, you want to figure out how to get home. You click on our loads marketplace that's in our app that has um, hundreds of thousands of loads posted every single week. And you're able to first search for loads that meet the criteria you want based on destination, equipment type, price, or you're receiving our twice daily load recommendations that are tailored to you and your history and your preferences so that we're sourcing I would the best want loads that. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the reason it I say I want up. that is I just keep thinking like I, I want the ones that are recommended to me because you know my equipment type and all that in that I'm not one of those. I, I do use my phone like everybody else probably too much. But what drives me crazy about it is every once in a while when somebody said, please sign this document. I'm like, geez, oh, Pete, it's like this is not uh, the same as a computer. And I don't want to have to go into anything and have to do a whole bunch of functions. So I would I like the idea that it would say, Joe, this is perfect for you. Would it ping me as I'm in the neighborhood or would it, I have to turn that on? Yeah. So we actually do 
several different types of recommendations based on this massive treasure trove of data we build up with real-time data on where carriers are hauling load and information they've given us about where they want to be and be returning to. So when a carrier is actually hauling a load and about to drop off, we send recommendations based on that location with the broker they're hauling for. And several times a day, we provide additional recommendations for loads that might be a good fit for them, which is both good for the carrier because it cuts to the noise. There are how many load boards out there with how many millions of loads on them, many of which are stale, many of which are not totally reliable. Right. We, our, our load marketplace is completely integrated with all of our customers' TMSs. So the second something is booked, it's pulled off. There are no duplicates on there, no stale loads both good for the carrier and the broker, the carrier, and that they know that when they're booking a load with trucker tools, it's real and it's available. And for the broker, because it's fully automatic, it's fully synced with their TMS. There's no manual posting going on. It's all kind of real time based on what they're, the, the system they're already operating out of. Very nice. Very nice. So if I'm an owner operator, first off, you got that toolkit for life on the road, which will get me everything I need, whether it's food or gas or a route truck stops, parking places, whatever I need, that'll get me. It also will tr- it'll also provide the track and trace. So I don't have to take phone calls from whoever I'm working with. They give those real-time updates. What'd you say, every five minutes? Yep, pings every five minutes. Excellent. That that I think that's just that is just so common sense today. We should have that. And then you can get me you can get me a backhaul. You can get me business. So if I'm an owner operator, could I just say my I'm gonna trust trucker tools to get me all the loads I need. Are there are there owner operators using you guys exclusively as their kind of call, call Salesforce? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I think one of the reasons why truckers love us is because we are digital and carrier first and carrier centric. So, you know, when you find a load on Trucker Tools, you can actually book it digitally using our book it now function. So as opposed to seeing a load on a load board, giving the broker a call, maybe going to <laughs> right. voicemail, you're able to hit a book it now button if the load is posted with a rate and you've been pre-approved by that broker to book. Literally just hits a button and you are all set, ready to pick up that load. If you're perhaps not you know, familiar with that broker and you've been searching and you see, hey, this could be actually a really good fit for me. The carrier is unable to signal interest and either make an offer on that load or or make an offer on that load to that broker. The broker can then run a very customized carrier approval process with these, we call them out-of-network carriers. So that helps both the carrier and the broker grow their network and be able to do business with more people in real time. And it's again, it's all digital. It's all in right. the app. It's all on the broker portal online or in their TMS so that this is all happening totally digitally as opposed to through analog manual processes. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I noticed when I was still working at a 3PL, every once in a while, you talk to carriers after hours, more than a little, more than every once in a while. Yeah. And a lot of them were English as second language. So they were immigrants. And that is a big part of our driver pool. And God bless them because it's not easy work. And they came here and they're making a, a, a started a business. One of the things we all quickly realized at our company is they just wanted to text because even though they they could speak English a little bit, they really were much better with texting and with digital stuff. So we we started kind of saying, okay, if you want, I'll just text you rather than you know try and make you talk and I can't see your lips and you can't see my lips and. 
worked much better. And by the way, also, it always seemed like they when they were calling, they were in bad reception areas. And so this is much better solution, if you ask me, the digital first, the digital. Definitely. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about this from the carrier perspective or from the owner-operator perspective. But I really want to make sure that we also talk about the the broker side of things. Right, right, right. That's I I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about brokers. Oh, great. But but, but anyway, getting back to it, for the owner-operator, it's this life on the road. You can help me with that, the track trace, and also get me loads. So, So I can run my whole business through you guys. I don't need anybody else. So now I'm going to switch gears. Let's just say I'm a broker. What are my biggest problems that you guys can help me with? Sure. So first it's that those operations, again, are super manual. Brokers need to and want to move to digital interactions with carriers. They've got tribal knowledge that lives in brokers' heads or on pads of paper in the office about which carriers might be a good fit for which lane or which load that would be so much more valuable if it was digitized. So not only that individual broker could use that information, but the entire team could. Right. So what we're doing with uh, on the broker side is helping them digitize their relationships and their interactions with carriers, both through low tracking track, you know, replacing those tracking trace calls with automated app and ELD based load tracking and move to digital interactions and digital bookings as opposed to, analog, manual, over-the-phone bookings. And we're helping them access this massive database of carriers like that owner-operator who we just walked through the entire experience with so that they can grow their carrier network and cultivate relationships with new carriers who might be interested in loads, meet 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 the broker through the Trucker Tools platform, and really build a strong, enduring, digital, lasting relationship with carriers once they've gotten started by being able to send reload recommendation emails to carriers by offering this super seamless digital experience, enabling or allowing carriers to book digitally through the app, saving them time and money instead of having to call. Right. And before we hit record, you and I were talking a little bit about the cost per load. If you're so I'm a broker, I really do have to consider if I, I say, well, I don't mind sending emails. I don't mind taking phone calls. I don't mind going back and forth three or four times with carry, but that's cost. If I have 10 brokers doing that at my office, I I can say, well, that's what they're supposed to do. Well, the very best in this business, I shouldn't say very best, the very most digital in this business aren't doing that. They don't have that cost. They are using a lot more automation. And I think we need to either either spend to get that automation or partner up (laughs) and partner up with someone like Trucker Tools because it's... uh, Cost cost per load matters, and I'll just throw this out there. We I think we used to say margin was twenty percent for a broker. For now, I think you hear somebody say fourteen percent. The tide's going out, <laughs> and when the tide goes out is when you find out who doesn't wear have a bathing suit. And when somebody says, "Hey, that that new margin is ten percent, and your cost per load is let's make this up six or seven percent," you lose, <laughs> right? Yeah. Definitely. And the way we think about it is all brokers are growth minded. Every broker wants right. to grow their business. Having a digital booking experience and a massive database of, we call them in and out work trucks that are available right now, algorithms that help you cut through the noise and understand which carrier is the best match for this load, either out of those carriers I already know and work with, or who I might not know yet, but could be a great fit. I can automate that outreach through calling and email new and existing carriers. 
that is the way that a broker can truly scale their impact and then leave their kind of, you know, time in the office, their time on the phone, their time talking to others to problem solve and think about, you know, what is the next right. thing I want to build out? What are the really tricky loads that I'm dealing with now and how do I make them simpler? It just frees up their cognitive capacity to think about how do I grow and solve my hardest problems as opposed to spending time every day on the automated workflow that's happening day in and day out and is pretty routine. Right. Right. And that is always the challenge, right? If you, you've got a hole in your boat, uh, you're not going to be able to go faster, right? So, so first off, the, the first thing you get help them with is connecting with all those, all those carriers, whether it's the owner operators or the big, big boys in the industry, and you can help them stop being manual, but move, make that move to more digital. And then you said growth, you can help them grow their biz, which as you said, all, all brokers are growth minded. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worked in an industry where growth was more of the top concern. You know, you worked at Deloitte, you worked at Uber. Those companies are great companies, but I'm sure every day in your business, it wasn't about how can we grow the biz? And you're working at a broker every day. How do we grow this biz? <laughs> yep, absolutely. So what's another thing you help uh, the brokers with? Yeah, so we help them digitize their booking experience with carriers. Again, we're seeing this across the industry. Load boards are trying to become digital. There's, you know, more and more digital options for carriers to book loads. We're giving brokers a completely pre-built turnkey solution that allows them to become a digital broker. So we've got, for example, our broker advantage product. It's a custom branded private load board where you can give carriers the keys to your own white label customized load board that lives in the Trucker Tools app and carrier portal. Carriers can set their own preferences and update you about capacity. They can go in 24-7, 365, automatically look for loads that you're posting and book them digitally by hitting a book it now button. Everything is taken care of from then. So they, would you call that broker advantage? Broker advantage. Yeah, it's it's our white label solution that a lot of our large brokers use to not only list their loads in our marketplace, but actually give kind of an elevated experience to their right. core carrier set so that they're able to have that dedicated place they go to find and book loads. Yeah. And that that experience you just talked about, that digital experience, we are so sensitive to that now. When I started my career, there'd be these hit F8 and control and it'll take you to another screen and you can add the costs. And it was always these clunky, not, not at all intuitive systems. That won't work today. If you're working with a carrier, if you're working with anybody, especially with carriers though, they don't want something that's clunky. And I think brokers aren't going to want it either. But I love that it's white label, meaning if I start my company today, I could say this is XYZ brokerage. I can... I can have that very professional customer facing system right now. I look like I'm, I'm look like a million bucks, even though I'm 10. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, yeah. So the, the next really big broker challenge we help them with is increasing carrier reuse. We hear that from brokers all the time. Our founder Prasad talks about one load wonders, those individual one-off carriers that you work with one time had a great experience hauling a load, but then, you know, don't stay in touch with them, can't get them to rehaul. We capture all of that data and continuously analyze kind of historical load preferences and data 
so that we're able to send the right loads to the right carrier based on our algorithm and drive more carrier reuse. That reduces costs for the broker, not just because, you know, instead of spending an hour booking a load, it's only taking a minute, but also because we're saving the broker time from thinking about who is that carrier? How do I find them? How do I reach out to them? Exactly. What is that work about? I say this not so much anymore, but I used to say it constantly when I sell the services is that account familiarity matters a lot. I can hardly, usually can't say it, but familiarity matters a lot. If I work with you every week, Carrie, we, we develop a shorthand. I say, I know Carrie goes golfing on Thursday at four o'clock, so don't call her after that. I know she wants this by 10 a.m. After a while, you just get it. And, and there's a there's an improvement to the service. There's a re- reduction in cost. So when I'm working with those same carriers that I have a relationship with, life is good. And I also say this, you give repeat business. When you have that repeat business, I used to say this to my shippers. If we screwed up, I would discount it or say, don't pay us because don't pay us for that load because that didn't deliver on time and it should have. I won't do that for the one off. I'll do it for the guy who does, a, I do a hundred loads a, a week for. And and that's, and you know, and if there's detention and you work with this guy one time, you're going, why is there detention? Are you sure? Completely different if you go, I work with Carrie every week. She would not lie to me about this, right? I trust her completely. That's what you want. That's why that reuse is so important. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, Carrie, you talked about taking these brokers kind of from this manual world that they're stuck in. Uh, moving them to digital, getting them, getting that tribal knowledge out of their head and into systems. Uh, you talked about you can help them grow. You really give them this turnkey solution, which you call broker advantage, and then carrier re- re- reuse. One other thing I want to talk about: I'm assuming the track and trace that works for the owner operator also works for the brokers. Definitely, yeah. Load tracking on our on our broker side is obviously also a huge product. So. The way we built out load tracking on the broker side is, again, to be based on carrier preferences, because we found that when we've talked to brokers, that's a really challenging part of understanding where freight is, is carriers have different preferences and want to track loads differently. So we've created this suite of options through dozens and dozens of ELD connections and our mobile app so that a carrier can choose the way they track with us. And those updates are sent automatically to our broker's load tracking portals. Were they able to, again, view updates every five minutes on where loads are? And then upon completion and drop-off, receive that POD through our document uploader directly from the carrier fully automatically. Very nice. Very nice. And I imagine there's with so many people using trucker tools, it's not it's not a big reach when I say, well, I already have it. I already downloaded it. So it's not like, not like I don't have that app fatigue where I go, no, Carrie, I'm not downloading one more app. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's super simple. You know, literally you go into the app, you the load's been assigned to you, you hit start tracking. That's all it takes. And then when it's completed, you take a picture of that POD, uploads automatically to the broker, you are all completed. Very nice. Very nice. So I th- is if if I think we've hit all of the things you could do, do you do anything else for brokers? I know we just covered a lot. But- yeah, so I can get into actually kind of where we're heading for brokers. If that ah, that would be great. Helpful because that's what we do now. And we're, we're constantly rolling out new features. And there's a couple that I really want to highlight that we're excited about over the next couple of months. The first is when we were talking about digital bookings, you know, right now the experience, and this is across the board with digital bookings, 
across the industry is a carrier submits an offer for, let's say, $2,500 on a, on a load that costs or that's uh, listed at $2,200. And then the broker receives an email, goes back and forth still right. through those channels. What we're doing is launching a, a feature that we're calling smart negotiation that automates that negotiation process and reduces it from potentially several hours, depending on when those emails and offers go back and forth to automatic based on kind of max preferences that the broker and carrier have provided to us. So we're able to understand kind of the range of where they would be willing to accept, layer those both together and automatically complete a negotiation and a fraction of the time it would take through even our kind of the current standard of digital bookings out there. We're really excited about this, piloting it right now. Gary, that's another one of those places where that's a cost. And you might not think it's a cost, but every day when you've got people going back and forth, and and sometimes you're waiting, if it's by email, how about 2,300? And you're like, no way, at least 24, right? And then back and forth, back and forth. And you're like, that's a cost that you are having to bear. Plus it's so... um prone to error, prone prone to all sorts of problems. So I love this. What's another feature? Yeah. So the another massive feature that we're rolling out at the end of the summer is our carrier, or sorry, excuse me, driver loyalty program. So that is kind of a first of its kind program that's going to be available to all of our brokers later this summer and into the fall in which you're able to incentivize carriers and drivers to do the adopt the digital habits that you're looking to drive, like tracking a load, like uploading a document, like yes. booking digitally, like making an offer. And you're going to be able worth to, my while. <laughs> exactly. So you're going to be able to stand out from the crowd and offer, obviously not just kind of the seamless digital experience that we're providing to carriers, but an additional monetary benefit called trucker points, which are these points that brokers can fully customize at their own discretion, how they want to apply to actions, like I mentioned, booking a load or tracking a load or uploading a document and are redeemable by the driver that completes that action for gift cards at over 200 retailers in the US. So it's kind of like, you know, you think about your loyalty program, you mentioned Delta that earlier, your airline loyalty program, where you receive points that can be redeemed later for completing certain actions, same exact idea on trucker tools. And what we're really excited about here is that it's fully customizable to what brokers want. So, you know, if some brokerages are really focusing just on that low tracking compliance, they're going to be able to really juice up the number of points drivers are able to redeem for tracking. But if on the other hand, a driver or sorry, a broker is super focused on driving digital bookings, they're going to be able to incentivize, you know, do five book it nows, receive 1000 trucker points. And it's totally customizable. Right. And we know we have to, again, I, I kind of harp on it, but I, it's it's in my mind lately is we, we, if you're a small broker, you need to reduce the cost per load. And that by, the way we know what to do that is with digital. So uh, as you're trying to get your carrier partners to go along, they're like, hey, that's not my problem. <laughs> right. Not my, I mean, maybe there's some real advantage. Some guys might say there's an advantage. I love the digital, but others, you know, might be, you know, Saying the hell with it. I've been driving a truck, so I don't have to mess with apps, right? Exactly. And so, and somebody said it not so long ago on my podcast, everybody's different. And we, you know, there isn't just a trucker. There's millions of truckers doing it millions of different ways. See, so if we can give them an incentive to help us both become digital, there's a savings. So you can share some of that savings with uh, your carrier partners. I love it. Exactly. And it's going to allow brokers to stand out from the crowd. You know, there's... I think 17,000 brokerages in the U.S. 
how do you become the broker of choice for a carrier is something we spend a lot of time right. thinking about. And this allows you to provide just another differentiator and build those strong relationships with carriers so that they're going to time and time again, come back to you, which is again, going to save you a ton in the long run and allow you to focus on unlocking growth in other areas of your business. Right. And I think, you know, as I ask people to help me become digital, I can try and twist their arm, right? I can say, Carrie, you must do it this way, or I'm not paying you. You must do this, or I'm not doing this for you. So much better to say, no, I'm I'm not going to treat my partners like that. I'm going to say, Carrie, if you do this, I'll give you this, right? That's that's the partners I want. I want that long-term relationship. I think long-term relationships are really cost-effective. And I think if you need them. Definitely. Anyway, um, let me give, let me try and summarize this the best I can. We covered a lot of ground and then I want to get your final thoughts on this. So talking to Carrie Jablonski from Trucker Tools, CEO, and we're talking about what you guys provide over at Trucker Tools. So for like final owner operator, you give me that life on the road toolkit. It can help me make my life better while I'm on the road. It could be routing, fuel optimizers, parking apps, rest stops, truck stops, ratings, you name it, anything on the road, it's for me. You guys have it on that app. And that same app also does the track and trace. So I don't have to take phone calls from people saying, where you at? Which is safer, easier, better. You can also get me loaded. You can get me, you can get me biz. You can, and uh, you'll also help me go digital. So I could run my business through trucker tools. If I have a few trucks, I say, I don't need anyone other than trucker tools to make my business grow. And then switching gears, it's also good for brokers, obviously. And you're helping brokers go from this manual world that so many are still kind of trying to get out of, but they want to become digital. They know they need to become digital. You help them become digital, get get some of that tribal knowledge into <laughs> systems, right? You can help them grow. They can grow their business using, using your, I'll call you turnkey solution broker advantage. So that gives me, I can look at a million dollar business, even though I just started, which is fantastic. Again, I think I say it all the time, guys, everybody, regardless of size is partnering up. <laughs> it is time to choose a dance partner. Next, we talked about carrier reuse. We talked about tracking and tracing the importance of that for brokers. And then you talked about some of these new features, which is like digital booking, smart negotiation, driver loyalty, which I love. And, um, Giving, giving those drivers an incentive to become digital. I'm sure I didn't cover all of it, but give us your final thoughts on this. Yeah, I think you did a great job summarizing everything we were talking about. My final thought is that the world is going digital. Brokers are going digital. There are pure digital brokers out there. Carriers are increasingly becoming digital. And we believe in every broker in America becoming in some way a digital operation. It, it just makes sense. And it's, it's what's going to be required to survive as technology continues to yeah. advance. So we want to be the digital partner for every brokerage out there to help them grow their carrier network, book freight more efficiently, automate that workflow so that they can focus on scaling faster and doing the things that digital workflow automation can't, which is thinking creatively about your business, understanding what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Where can I grow? Where should I go? What partnerships should I form? Let trucker tools kind of power the carrier network, the, the booking of freight and the workflow automation so you, you can free up your time to do the tasks that can't be done by us. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, before we go, who is the sweet spot for you guys? I know we talked about carriers. I know we talked about um, owner operators. Who, who, who is the sweet spot for you? And, and again, um, how do we, how do they reach out and talk to you guys? By the way, you don't have to give me your website. I'll put a link to your website and a link to your LinkedIn profile and any other links you give me, I'll put those in the show notes. All right. Great. Sure. So we work with brokerages of all shapes and sizes from the really big guys down to just startups that are, you know, brokering 50 to hundred loads a month. So I'd say our sweet spot is anyone who is any brokerage that is eager to build out their digital booking capabilities and build out their carrier network. You know, I, I don't think we actually, there is, it's not really a size segmentation. It's really just kind of a willingness to get involved in this next phase of freight brokering and understand how digital transformation can be like gasoline on a fire for their business. And to reach out to me, I'd love to talk to anyone. You can just shoot me an email, kjablonski at truckertools.com. Yep. Uh, we'll put all that in the, in the show notes. And I think one of the things, I know there's very large brokers who are now spending on technology, but not everybody has spent on technology. And again, I mentioned the whole idea of partnering up. If everybody doesn't need their own app, right? Exactly. <laughs> we don't need, and and I think what we, we're going to want to get to just for the sake of the drivers is a few universal apps. And so you just say, yeah, I use the Trucker Tool app as opposed to every week being asked to download another app. And again, my phone, which I've had probably for a year, wakes me up every day with the message, you need to take some apps off your phone. <laughs> and I'm, and it's, 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 it's killing me. Even apps I don't use every day, I don't want to knock them off. I don't know what those drivers are doing because they're living on the road a lot, which I means they're using their phones a lot. They're not going to want a whole bunch of apps. So I, I can see the industry moving to some standards. I'm assuming trucker tools would be one of those standards. And it's kind of your standard build versus buy versus license or partner decision. Right. And in a such a fragmented industry, I really believe that licensing and partnering is the right decision for brokerages. You can save so much time and energy and money into building out your own digital offerings, but who's to say they're going to get adopted? So kind of oh, taking yeah. those off-the-shelf options like us and using them to power your digital brokerage is a no-brainer. Right. And by the way, you guys are already one of the established players, so it's, it makes sense to have the Trucker Tool app. I saw Mark Cuban on Shark Tank and somebody had an app and he asked the question, he said, how many apps do you use every day? And he asked all the other sharks and he asked the people who were there and he says, everybody wants to create an app, but they just aren't used. And, and so you, there's no sense saying my little company is going to build an app and it's going to be the killer app. We already have the killer app, guys. <laughs> That's the problem. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's the problem is, you know, when you when somebody's already gained this much traction in it, it just makes sense to partner as opposed to create a new one. Again, because not every driver is going to be super excited to download your new app with your with your 25 loads on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Take advantage of all the competition you have out there who are also already driving their truckers and, and drivers to places like Trucker Tools. You know, you're just going to get that many more eyeballs through aggregating that. Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Yep. And um, what I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile. I'll put your email in there so you, so you can get lots of emails. And then I'll put any links you and your marketing team give me. I'll put those in the show notes. Wonderful. And thank you so much. Thank you.
And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.